Welcome to Wheelmen of Genius. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Wheelmen of Genius. It is Thursday before Darlington. We just came off of Kansas What's last week. What's the episode week. number? Doesn't matter. Season three, episode eight. Uh, but yeah, we are back in the studio. We are here to record and give you all the latest updates on what we're doing. Uh, yeah, we just ran Kansas last week. I don't know. Did y'all have a good week or no? Decent week? Decent. Finishing week? Finished, yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Hot, hot one in Kansas. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So our trailers are black. Oh, so everything in there was hot. And I had no idea. I guess no one knew. We have some AC troubles. Oh, really? In the hauler. So That's uh quite unfortunate. Dude, for it me. was like it like looked like a war zone in there. Like there was just people flopped out on the just, floor everywhere. Like it's like going to your grandma's house when it's too hot and you get that headache going and like you just want to go to sleep. That was such a terrible schedule. It, it was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. So for those listening who weren't there for the whole day on, what was it, Saturday? Saturday. We got there Friday, did tech. That was all we did Friday. Well, hold on. You're leaving out the best part of that. It was from 4 to 9, and usually, usually in the truck series, everybody passes on the first or Not second Not this time. week. Not this week. About 28 out of 36 trucks failed tech. We made it through. I know. I was so sad. I did not go get... Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue because it closed by the time we were done with tech. Damn. We wish we went to this spot across the street from our hotel. We stayed in downtown. It's fun. Nice got good hotels, dude. They stay in cool places. Whenever there's a good downtown, we usually stay in a downtown. It's fun. So is it close to the Power and Light District? Yeah, we didn't end up going. There was just a place across the street we went to, hung out, rode some bird scooters around, you know, did the deal. Yeah, and that was just a terrible schedule because it's like you got out. You guys probably got out what, seven? 30. 6.37, yeah. Yeah. We got out at 9.30. We went to Torchy's. So we went to Torchy's beforehand, before we ever got there. I thought it was okay. Nothing great. I like Torchy's. I really, actually, I really like Torchy's. They said Austin thing, so I guess. Yeah. I would pick that over like a Taco Bell, but. Oh, d- no doubt. Taco Cabana? Never been there. Oh, it's a Texas thing too, I guess. But yeah, the schedule Saturday, you got there. What we get there? Eight? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. for a 7 o'clock p.m. race. And we, we we didn't even do anything. We didn't practice till 11. Yeah. Practice at 11, so we're done practicing qualifying at noon. And then we race at 7. Seven-hour break. Seven hours. That was the longest seven hours of my life, I think. A lot of people actually left the racetrack. I was thinking that. To go get food. Yeah, but, like, it's always, it's so, it just makes me nervous doing that. Like, oh, what if, what if we... What if they're all of a sudden like we need to move these trucks or something and we're not there? Yeah. And I don't we know. had we had a body count too in our hauler. Luckily we had AC, but we had a body count. There was people laying everywhere. Dude, it was tough. I had, you forget what the heat's like until it's until, until it's, it's finally there. back. And Darlington's gonna be no different. It's gonna be hot, hot, hot. Like they could have started our tech two or three hours earlier, right? So we get there two or three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Do practice and qualifying Friday, yeah. and then just not come back to the racetrack till five o'clock on Saturday. That would have made it so much better. No, yeah, I mean that's really yeah. That's all you needed to do was yeah. I mean, or you could have done one just one day showed it. Could have. I mean, that would have been a sh- shitty long day, but 
Yeah. But I mean, at least you're there. You're there now. I mean, it's like the Martinsville schedule or like Darlington. tomorrow, or like leaving, meeting at the shop at 6 a.m. and I probably won't get back till 2 in the morning. Two but, or three. But at least it's one day. It's one and done. And I got Saturday and Sunday to recover and oh, yeah. go back to the <laughs> shop on Monday. I mean, Saturday, like. Saturday's a sleep it's a all day. day. Yeah. But then you got Sunday. Right. I love this truck schedule. I forgot what it was like to have like weekends off and like Saturday and Sunday whenever you actually race that weekend too. It's wild. It's so weird. It's so crazy. Everyone thinks like when you want to get into NASCAR, everyone's like, I want to go cup racing. That's where it's at. That's that's what I want to do. And then you get there and you're like, this is awful. I don't I have thirty eight consecutive weeks yeah. I'm not at home. So when you go from the cup schedule down to the truck schedule, it's so much nicer. It's sweet. It's nice. Uh, but yeah, Darlington tomorrow night. You're leaving tonight, aren't you? I'm leaving tonight so I can get a full night's rest. Yeah. I'll get up at about 8.15 tomorrow and be at the track for 9. Yeah. Yeah, like I said. But you're probably going to wake up, five. drive to the shop, yeah. get in a van, and sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because you don't strike me as a guy who ever wants to be a team player to actually drive the van. I drive the van sometimes. I drove when the van a lot last weekend. When it's convenient for you. Yeah, well, not when it, not when I want to go to sleep. Right. Maybe I'll drive back. If I sleep in the morning, maybe I'll drive back. That's but the false. problem is, I'm bad. I will fall asleep driving. Like, if it's... Sometimes, like, I remember back racing late models, the track by my house, we'd be driving back 10, 11 o'clock. Fall asleep. And I'd be falling asleep, dude. It's it's kind of odd, and the the tough thing is we're gonna be out in the sun all day tomorrow. Yeah, because we don't get the the comfort of our own haulers. We all of us are under pop up tents, and it's gonna still be about eighty five degrees. Yeah, at least. So on the ground, it's gonna feel probably about a hundred. Yeah, with the so with the heat coming back. But up. I'm excited for Darlington. I'm excited for this stretch we got coming up. Darlington, Wilkesboro, Charlotte—they're all close. That's the best part about all of them. Gateway. That one's not close. I'm looking forward to Gateway. I'm kind of looking forward to Gateway because I like staying in St. Louis, and we usually get like, oh, I didn't, I didn't stay with Nice last year, but I think what 2020, we stayed like downtown there. So you're staying in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, like uptown. Bring your bulletproof vest. It's not bad. It's not that We're bad. We're staying at the casino. Okay, that's not bad. That's where Nice stayed last year. Hopefully, we do that again. I, I'm down for that. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped for the stretch of races. I'm pumped for Darlington. I, I'm hoping. I mean, the cup race was good last week. I thought the truck race was good, too. It's truck harder. race was, I thought was, that was one of the better truck races of the year. I wish that I could watch, like, those races on TV. Because, I mean, if I would have sat back behind the pit box, I probably could have. I don't know why yeah. I didn't, but. Our spotter was laying into our driver all night. Really? Yeah. He's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. You better listen to me. Because he was not protecting his right side. Oh, yeah. And he's like, they're going to get you. Here they come. I told you. There they go. Why did you let them go by? Yeah, Candace is a weird place where, like, you're going through the tribal on the front straightaway, and you didn't even have to run up against the wall. Right, because if someone gets two inches of yeah, their over. nose to the right rear of your truck, it's over. You mean, if you're if you're slower than the guy behind you at Kansas, and you can make him go to the bottom, odds are they're probably not. It's going to take them either a while to pass you, or they, they'll wear their tires out trying, and then they won't. If you let them get to your right rear, see ya, gone. Yeah. Yeah, and then probably someone else from behind, behind them's behind coming them. too. Yeah, because they're gonna have steam. But I thought that was one of the better quality truck races that we've seen. There was a lot of wreck stuff though, which kind of sucked. I don't, I don't remember seeing a lot of wreck stuff. 
Well, the one big wreck on the front, I guess, is. Oh, yeah, 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 that too, one. We dodged that one. So yeah, we we picked bottom that lane or that time. So we were in the clear. We were in the top lane, but we set, we let someone get to our outside. So then you were on the bottom. So we were in the middle. So then we, oh, could, yeah. we could escape to the bottom. Yeah. So it was. Uh, we got double stage points. So that's always good. Like we had a, a rough stretch going into the <laughs> into the break, and now. Come knows? out and have a good run. It's good. Knows? I guess this truck that we have for Darlington fought the team the whole way on setup and pull down. Mm-hmm. So normally when that happens, you have a pretty good truck. No, exactly. I was going to say that. Like, I remember when I was just short track racing, when I'd take my modified, my late model, one of them, it didn't matter if I just raced it at Central Texas Speedway the week before. It'd be a pain to get like back right. And the modified would be really easy. And then usually whenever it was a pain, the car that was a pain was usually a little bit better. It was way more dominant. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a bag of shit. Yeah, I mean, if it's if you blow through it and it's just everything's easy, something's probably off, and or, that's why it's not or not tight. Yeah, like if everything just goes smooth, I feel like, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Maybe the crew chief that's been doing this for thirty years say, "No, you're wrong. It should be easy every time." But uh, it's not all trucks are the same. No, they no. all have weird little characteristics. Sure, they're built out of the same metal, painted with the same. Stuff, yeah, but all of them have a unique definitely. Definitely, I remember a guy from BKR back when Keselowski had his truck team said they would take every single truck they built to the wind tunnel, every single one, which you can't do now, but right because what we're in the truck series, do we even get what? No, you don't get that many tunnel hours like 30 hours yeah. for the whole year. You don't get very many, it's a, a full work week, it's a need to know basis. So, and I don't know, but yeah, Candace was good, Cup Race was. Phenomenal. Great, dude. Like, I did not I, watch the Xfinity race. That's because there wasn't one. Yeah, bingo. There you hit yep. you hit the nail on the head on that one. I mean, I didn't watch it. That race sucked. But it wasn't bad either because it, <laughs> it wasn't one. But the cup race was good. Actually, that was really good. Like, that was one of the better cup races like, I've watched. Like, that's right there with Bristol Dirt for me this year. I mean, I think I'm more partial to Kansas. That's how a mile and a half should race. I, I Kansas, Kansas is one of those tracks that I didn't. You're Ever. very confused why you like it. And it, dude, I was we were loading up and I'm like, damn, like I bet one of the cans is sick because it's like it's not like oh it's Daytona or it's like, it's, it's indie, Kansas. but like dude, it's Kansas. Like it's cool. It's like a borderline of crown jewel. Like they should have a crown jewel race there. Like that's the only track the trucks go to mile and a half wise twice. Yeah. And it puts on it puts doesn't necessarily put asses in the seats, but it's, it's a, a great race. race. Yeah. Jinx. We should go back and like those races, like maybe think like, man, we should really go back to Chicago land. Why not? Dude, I mean, because Chicago land's like the same track almost. Yeah. I'd say a little bit more banking overall, but still progressive. Obviously curved back straight away. But then it kind of takes a little bit away from Kansas. Because then the top's not as dominant? Well, because I'm saying like if if you're trying it to... It takes rev- away from your... Can- it like takes the, away from Kansas if you're going to Chicago. Kansas should be the championship race. That would be a... I mean, that it kind of races like a little bit like Homestead too. Exactly. And that's... that's Homestead's a little bit different. I'd say Homestead's more top dominant. Like if right. you can make... Sometimes you can make yourself work at the bottom of Kansas. Or at least a couple lanes down. So... We were good on the bottom for about eight laps. Yeah. We, you could make hay for about eight-ish laps, and then you have to go to the top. Yeah. 
I think it's because it's so hot too. Like sometimes when it's colder in Kansas, you can run the bottom, but when it's hot like that, well, I'm sure in the fall, the, the fall race we'll be able to run the bottom a little bit better, probably for twelve laps. So, no, I love Kansas. Yeah, that cup race was it was good. Yeah, lots. I only, of, I only watched the last hundred laps, but the beginning, dude. The first six laps, they were like duking it out like it was the last one. Yeah, Larson it was got crazy. Spun he got spun twice. Went to the lead, got to the lead again, got spun again. I mean, you could go either way on that. That was just a racing deal, in my opinion. Another one of those things. People on Twitter are like he did this or he did this. You don't know, dude. You weren't there. You weren't in the car. Like. Chill out about that. So, so we are we gonna talk? Are we gonna do a weekly segment about Ross Chastain? Or I like Ross. Ross came to me and he's like, he's like, learn from my mistakes. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. You didn't make any mistake. <laughs> you kind of came out on top on that deal because he came got fitted in the truck yesterday. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. You kind of came out on top on that. So you deal. guys more than cordial? Or would you say you are? Yeah, friends. No, yeah, he's my friend. Yeah. Like, are you on a first name basis? Yeah, I don't call him, hey, Ross Chastain. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Chastain. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Uh, but, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, obviously, everybody, as soon as he walks in, like, oh, there's Rock. Like, it's it's the, every single person's like, oh, making jokes about it. But Everyone just drops their tools and stares at him or what? No, but it was we were there late, and he got there around 4.30, 5-ish. But just show up when you want to, I guess. I mean, we were working late. We were going to work until, like, 7, so it was okay. But... Yeah, no. We, I mean, if there was ever going to be a person to stand up for himself, it was going to be Noah. But he didn't. He didn't do anything. He he tried. NASCAR security got in the way, and uh, I got the lowdown on NASCAR security because we're working on something completely separate from that. Yeah, that guy, former FBI agent, <laughs> dude. He looks serious. Like whenever I see like, him around, I'm like, dude, this dude. All business. Dude, very much so. Did you like, see he blocked Noah's punch with his forearm? No, he just like caught it and grabbed it, pulled it in. He's, He's like, like, nah, dude. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Move along. I honestly, like people like are all talking bad about it on Twitter, but like how about that dude just jumping I, in there like it was nothing? Like, He's probably seen some stuff. Yeah. And like, this is nothing to him. Yeah. He's like, this is too little like this school kid, children. This kid with the bowl cut swinging <laughs> and I'm grabbing this dude. The memes of Noah Gregson. He looks like that one nerdy little kid from one of the movies. I can't get over it. No, the best one is, uh, put it up right here. The, uh, on my hand. If the, the, doing that. the vector, you know, from despicable me, the vector guy, the guy who wears all orange, the villain. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kid from uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Rowley. I was literally <laughs> talking about that guy. Okay, the, it was like Vector versus Watermelon. Who's Who would win? Yeah. I mean, the memes is, <laughs> this week have been phenomenal. They really have. It has transferred very well for NASCAR as well because it drove tons of social media engagement. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ross was on the Pat McAfee show or something. Yeah, they were really uh, grilling him on what kind of tractors he had at his... Really? His, I haven't uh, listened to it. I just farm. saw uh, Because he's sponsored by Kubota. Oh. But he wouldn't say what kind of tractors he had on his farm. Oh. Well, probably Kubota's, if I had to guess. Probably a little B2B. He didn't say Kubota, so. Probably a little B2B, so. What do you got there? What are you drinking on? Some sweet tea? Coke Zero. Co- Coke Zero? Is it the best Zero. Coke ever? I think so. No, diet. Dude, I, I get in this debate all the time. Uh, Listeners, tell me. DC. 
Diet Coke or Coke Zero? I'm on the Coke Zero train, and I don't think I'm jumping off. I mean, it sucks. You go to a restaurant, you can't get Coke Zero all the time. They don't always got it. You gotta get you gotta get the classic DC. But like a a, the coldest DC right out of the refrigerator. Yeah, but you know what's fire, fire, regular Coca Cola. But I can't drink it. None of us can drink regular Coca Cola anymore. It's like diesel. Like it's so Budweiser. It's so good, but it's so bad. Uh, but yeah, we got Darlington up next. I wonder if there'll be any retaliation. I doubt it. No, not a Darlington because you're more worried about your own car. That's what every single car owner says. Race the racetrack. Race the racetrack, not the others around you. The cliche. Every time you go to Darlington, you're not, hey, remember, we're not out here racing other people. We're racing the racetrack tonight. Yeah. How about you step your game up and just race? Just race. No, race Throw the racetrack. Throw them up on the race dash. Them all. Yeah. And let it go. I was. Wa- I wanted to tell my driver that last week. Yeah. He was afraid to run the top. I was about right. I, Dude, I, the Kansas is the easiest place to run the top in I, the world. I have a, a headset. Yeah. So I, I could chime in. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, buddy. Throw them up on the dash. Let's yeah. Go. Let's go. The I top. mean, the top, because you, you don't even, like, you don't have to run the wall at Kansas. No, you can run a, a full three-quarter lanes off. Yeah. You, and it's still. He was trying to hug the seam. And that's where See, he, but he I, felt comfort. Look, here's the deal. But then he, that the lets seam, you someone get to your outside. Yeah, but the seam ain't all bad if you're by yourself making time. Because then you can, de- like, when I'm, my best, like, my best I've ever been at Kansas is split the seam up uh, over the seam and then splitting it again because he de-wedge and then you just kind of hard back to the gas and then point it across and you're going to get tight, but then you hit that seam and it turns it because you de-wedge it, hit with left front. To me, that's my favorite line around there. But the one thing I don't like about trucks at Kansas with all the throttle time is the lack of a true slide job. Yeah. Because... In an Xfinity car, you can sail it off in there and then get like just start backing it up to the top, and you'll get there to about the center of the corner. Whereas I feel like the trucks, and even in the Cup cars, no one was really throwing a slide job. It was more like slide up on exit. It was drive up or drive to the bottom and then slowly work your way back up. Yeah, but also the Xfinity cars have kind of lost that now with the new rules because it doesn't have the the yaw in it anymore. But We'll see when they go there. The tire wear was pretty big, which was nice. I mean, everybody talks about, I want tire wear. It was there. It was good. We're about to have the king of tire wear for two weeks. You think North Wilkesboro is going to be? The undisputed kings of tire wear for the next two weeks. Well, yeah, and then North Wilkesboro is going to be the... North Wilkesboro? Yeah. The the wearing of the splitter. It's going to wear everything. Yeah. You're going to be searching for any concrete. Like, whenever you get to the wall on the straightaway, right sides on the concrete. Close you can get. Yeah. Because after 20 laps, you're going to be half throttled down the front straightaway or back straightaway. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone spin out just going down the front stretch. I'm pumped for Wilkesboro. Well, let's not talk about that because that's two weeks from that's now. Two, it's, that's two. next week. That's neither here nor there. That's next week's podcast. But yeah, Darlington this week, we got a triple header coming up. Let's talk about throwback schemes. We did last week. Well, there's more been more come out. All right. What's your favorite? Don't have one. Don't have one. Really? I don't like... I, I've already voiced my opinion on the throwback weekend. I know. You don't like it. But, like, you got to, like, it's special paint schemes. Um, okay. I to be honest, I don't even know any for Cup. There's two Dale Jarrett UPS ones. There's actually three because there's one in the truck, too. <laughs> yeah, you guys are running one. Um, there's a... 
Ryan Newman has a throwback paint scheme to himself. I like that, though. Why not? Throw it back to yourself. Yeah. If I if I could have a choice at some point in my career. I guess you kind of had a throwback at Coda. At Coda, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't mind doing, like, I mean, the late model scheme. If I could do, like, truly my late model scheme, not what it was last year, like, with the prism, like, the reflective prism numbers, those, like, right there on the wall, y'all can't see it. But with those numbers, I mean, those would look sick. Uh, An all-white car, orange stripe down the like side skirt and around the splitter, but I would, or an old bandolero paint scheme. I think would be cool. Yeah. I mean, Christopher Bell has a Matt Kenza throwback. Harvick has his weird throwback. The thing that's weird about the Christopher Bell throwback is, you know, we move these numbers forward. It looks awful. We move the numbers forward. So the logos could be bigger and they put on both nose to nose at Darlington <laughs> and the logos bigger on the gen four car. Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> that was quite possibly one of the lamest reveals. Yeah, it wasn't that cool. Because they were just like, here you go. Yeah, I mean, my, I'm partial to... I really like the Adam Petty spree scheme that Lawless is running this weekend. Yeah, but it's been done. Has it? I don't know. <laughs> I feel just, like it has. I don't think it has, to be honest with you. And then I like going away from Nice. I like... uh Whatever scheme that the nineteen trucks running. Oh, I was like gonna, that old old scheme. I was gonna pick my favorite driver back in the day, solely on Dame. Buckshot. Buckshot Jones. Yeah. The the fiber car, now truck. I can only. Dope. I mean Bailey Curry's a decent racing name, but Buckshot Jones. Buckshot Jones is intense. The guy who almost had, UPS sponsorship, and they ripped up his contract because he sent the contract to UPS. Via FedEx. That's a major league screw up. How are you going to do that? Like, that's just an urban legend that I've heard, and I'm just going to believe it's true. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds like a very much like an old guy in the shop. Like, he would have been sponsored by UPS, but his dumbass sent the contract through FedEx. I mean, I just choose to believe it. The, <coughs> excuse me. The first ever paint scheme that I loved was when Buckshot was driving the Xfinity. Now the Xfinity series. He was starting shotgun on the field in the the Aquafresh car. Nope. The um, what's the little square dealies? The cheddar little square dealies. Cheese it. Cheese it car. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Still in the double zero. Yeah. Or was in the forty four. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ones, but I'm kind of agreeing with you. I almost feel like we should have done throwback weekend at Wilkesboro this year. I know that would have been perfect. That would have made more sense. Maybe Nashville. Yep. It was definitely double zero. Cheese it car. That, that is a good looking race car right uh, there. The, the cheese it's on the front too. Pontiac. Uh, but maybe we can do. Uh, maybe fairgrounds will come back and we can do a throwback weekend there. You should, do the, you should do this scheme for next year. I already have a scheme picked out. I've already sent it to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Nashville. I I watched this Kenny Wallace that. video. That's nice. That is nice. I'll the active the brand activation. Brand activation. That's what you call it. I mean, that's yeah. that's heyday NASCAR right there. Uh, I was just watching this Kenny Wallace video about the fairgrounds, and people talk about maybe fairgrounds come back, maybe it's not. But in his video, did you ever realize like how much stuff they've built around it right now? Yeah, there's just like a soccer stadium. There's condos. You could throw a rock or apartments. You could throw anything, rock, whatever, 
off the off your balcony on the back porch and like hit the concession stand like pretty easily. And those are the people that are outside. that are trying to kill it. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, there's tons. I mean, I just don't know where you'd put people. Yeah. I'm all for them doing it. I want them to do it, but I just don't. I just don't know. I hope they do. I hope maybe at least a truck race goes there, an Xfinity race goes there. I think it would be really cool to do Nashville twice. Once at the big track. Once, once at the big track. track, once at I the I agree with that. Because, I mean, Nashville's a big market, too. Nashville is the biggest market outside of Charlotte. In really? Yeah. I didn't know that. More than Indianapolis? For NASCAR? I mean, Indianapolis, people like, I've seen numbers sometimes, and I feel like Indianapolis is usually up there just because right, they're racing Nashville people. Nashville is, like, number two. Really? Yeah. Behind Greensboro, which Charlotte. Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah, Charlotte, Greensboro. Are That's our, so are random. the two highest, usually. That's so random. And then it's Nashville and I don't know what after that. Yeah. You know what I hated this weekend, this past weekend, about Kansas and the cup race? And I noticed how bad it was when I watched the IndyCar race two weeks ago or whenever it was. We interviewed two people. And then there's no post-race. Nothing. That's the shitty part. So USFL could come on. Right. No offense to the, anybody who plays in the USFL, but I don't think anybody... Cares. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I am sorry. You know, but I would have much rather seen like 10 driver interviews. I mean, they interviewed Ross, I guess. Well, they interviewed Larson, and Larson trailed off halfway through. Because he was watching him fight. Because he's watching the fight. They interviewed Hamlin, Larson, and Ross. So first, second, one half of a fight. Yeah, and that was it. Come on. That's terrible. I mean, that's that's just that's terrible. You got to go for at least 30 minutes before, after the flag, Yeah, my opinion. Like, go to the next hour block or, or whatever. Like, y'all should be carving out that much so time. So what if a race ends at 7.55? Go to 8.30. I mean, you just got to have enough time. What about 8.16? Go to 9. So you're just rounding up to the next hour. No, not the next hour because you said 7.55 and I said 8.30. I think it's got to, you got to have 30 to 45 minutes of post-race coverage. Whatever that's going to end up being. (laughs) 9.07. That's a tough one. (laughs) I guess 9.30. So 20 plus minutes of coverage. Uh, Are you throwing a commercial break in there? Maybe one. That's it's tough. I don't know how TV works, dude. But I'm just saying, like, that was one thing I loved about the IndyCar race. They interviewed like 15 guys. It felt like, yeah. Like if a guy had a like a not nothing. Like if a guy finished eighth and he had a moment at some point that was kind of sketchy in the middle of the race, they went and talked to him about it. Granted, that's on a streaming service on Peacock, which is different. But that's the good thing about that is you can kind of you have a little bit more freedom. You can do more of that. And people might not think about that, but I think that's a big part of it. And because I feel like every time I watch a cup race and it's over and the broadcast stops, I feel like I want to keep watching. Yeah. Every, I mean, I don't know if that's the same way for you, but like every time I'm like, that's it. I feel like NBC does a little bit better job at that. And I even went and looked like it's not like, oh, change the channel to see the folks back at the studio and talk about it. But it's nothing. Like, I feel like NBC does a better job in the sense of they have that pit box that they bring everywhere. Yeah, and then they can kind of, that's their studio yeah. side. Whereas, like, half the time, we don't even know if the Fox guys are at the racetrack or not. 
Well, I mean, when they, like, Jamie McMurray and uh, Chris Devota, maybe, and someone else is usually maybe Bobby Labonte. Yeah. They're always at the studio in Charlotte. Have you ever been in that studio? Nope. It's literally just a 30-yard by 30-yard square. And like it's just green screen? Green screen. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I... Yeah. That's got to be so weird to There's be. no physical props that are in there. It's literally all 100% green It's screen. just all open? Yeah. That's got to be so weird filming in there. Yeah, I've been in there once, and it was... Like, you see a bunch of stuff moving on the screen, but there's nothing in front just of Just nothing? Yeah. Wow, power of technology. So, like, some of those presenters are really good at, like, if they're, like, doing the cutaway car thing and pointing at stuff. Yeah. You're kind of, like... You're just, like... You're looking guessing. at a screen... I would be so look. backwards. It's you'd be, like you'd be terrible. I'd be like, it'd be over here, and I'd be like, this over here, and then I'd like look at the screen and realize, and then I'd point further away. It's like a weatherman. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, longer, longer broadcast. It's all I'm asking. The pre-race <laughs> stuff has actually been okay this year. I've have no issues with it, even though usually I forget the race is coming on like until ten minutes before, so I don't watch much of it. I'm usually tuning in. Midway through the the second stage. See, I kind of like watching. I like to watch the initial start. It's me just forgetting that the race is on. Yeah, no, I mean, I do this. Like, I'm watching something else. I'm like, oh, crap, the race is on. And I'll start watching. But uh, post-race, make it longer, please. That's all I'm asking. I mean, it's... I, I imagine as someone who, like, is in the industry and kind of, like, knows somewhat people who aren't at all and then you just cut them off like that they got to be like what the hell do you think more people are turning to social media for individual drivers yeah i mean i do like as soon as i realized that i couldn't go watch something else i'm just scrolling on twitter trying to yeah. look for interviews like you're you're quite pre-wage warm-up yeah i mean i just i'm just scrolling i just keep refreshing until i find what i want usually but i feel like watching it on tv and seeing it right after it happened and not having to scroll on my phone would be pretty sick Beggars are beggars can't be choosers. I don't know. Maybe with the new contract coming out. When is that? Does that start next year? That'll be the first. Twenty-four. Yeah. So next year. They say they like to get a deal done by the end of June. That's coming up. Yeah, that's next month. Next month. So. Do you think NASCAR needs its own dedicated streaming service? Maybe for like in cars and stuff. Like, if you could, like, have an in-car stream for every single person? They already have that. Are you sure? Yeah, it's on NASCAR.com. Well, and I guess, I mean, you don't really need it for anything else. I mean, what else are you going to stream? They have TV deals most. I mean, they I mean, have other if you stuff. Want, if you want, like, a paid deal, you could get the international broadcast that has zero commercials. Yeah. And the old ticker across the top. Oh, you know what I miss? But I think that would cut into... F- if anything, I would see NASCAR taking over Flow. Yeah, and then they can just put whatever they want and on there. It could be like that, but then... We'll I'd hate for Flow to get bought out like that. I it's mean, pure. Flow bought out Racing Boys. Yeah, but it's, Flow is just... Flow's good. I like... But, I mean, Flow is kind of a big entity in that streaming game, too, because they do I mean, all the not, other sports. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just <coughs> net but, racing. Like, my future father-in-law watches on my account. He's like, you got a Flow account? I'm like, yeah, why? He goes... The Puxatawney Open is happening <laughs> in the bowling alley stuff. Yeah, I mean... Like, can I watch it on your account? I say, sure. I kind of wish they'd go back to that old ticker 
now that you mention that. You know what else I wish they'd go back to? I was watching an old cup race. The digger cam. No, no, no. Remember when they used to go green and they go blink, blink, blink? Yes. Dude, I want that back so bad. I'm like, that's so sick. I mean, honestly, they should just rekindle the speed channel. Yeah, I mean, that that would do it for them, right? But, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, speed channel is coming back in a different entity. I think it's going to be on like one of those yeah. free TV app things, but it's not going to be the same. Have you noticed how, speaking of TV and stuff, how the F1 and NASCAR, IndyCar, like beef has just ramped up tremendously. Did you see uh, um, the Landing Castle tweet that went? Oh, my God. He was he was trying to start some of that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm a NASCAR driver, but I kind of agree. I totally disagree. How? I think, like, McLaughlin and IndyCar drivers are probably pound for pound better race car drivers. You think he can get in a cup car and go win? Me? No. No, I'm saying him. Scotty Mack? I think he's better set up than a guy who just has ran ovals his whole life. Maybe so. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys who run NASCAR that didn't just run ovals their whole life. Right. I mean, Austin Sendrick. Yeah, but are you going to put Austin Sendrick in a IndyCar? I think he could be successful, yeah. I think he could be successful. Why? Because he's got a well-rounded background. More rooted in road racing than but see, oval that's, racing. You're, you're still not, you're not grasping what he said, though. He was just noting the versatility of our schedule and the different disciplines you have to try to tackle in NASCAR, which is more than any other series. I would say IndyCar is pretty comparable. They have dirt? Okay. Do they have super speedway racing? Do they have short track racing? I mean, the Indy 500, they go faster than us. Do they race in the pack and draft? Yeah. No. Yeah. They run three wide for laps yeah. on end? They, I mean, they do sometimes. For the parade lap, yeah. They run three wide, four deep for multiple laps at a time. No, they don't. They do. They do on the base on the parade lap. But what I'm saying is, I think, I think it's more just a versatile schedule. I don't know. I mean, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, my series is better." Oh, my series is better. Right. But I don't think the best drivers are racing in Formula One. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I I I think the best go kart drivers are. The best road racing go kart best, best road racing go kart guys are who is racing. Minus Kimi Raikkonen because he did come do some oval racing and he did some uh, rally racing. Yeah, but like the Juan, most versatile drivers in the world are the guys who can. I mean, Juan Pablo is still Juan there. Pablo is to me the most versatile guy yeah. that ever was. But he's a, AJ he was, Foyt. Would you consider him one of the best because he was pretty? I'm not taking anything away from him, but. He was pretty average at Williams. He won a championship, did he not? Did he? I'm pretty sure he was F1 world champion. I don't think so. He was racing when Schumacher was racing. and Look it up. When, I'll look it up right now. When Kimi was racing and won in 2007. Uh, he's won a couple. I think he won a couple races, but he's not a world champion. I, I'll almost bet my life on that. I misspelled Juan. But I think he's pretty average in a Williams car. I think he raced for Sauber, too, and he was pretty average. Comes over, does some Xfinity races, wins, wins a couple Xfinity races, but those were specifically on road courses. Then he gets two cup wins. Yeah. I mean, then he goes to the... he goes. To, yeah, I guess... He, no, he never won F1. Did he, go to, he went to IndyCar first, right? Or did he go to IndyCar second? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking... I think he went to IndyCar second. Or yeah, third. must have been. And he won a championship there. 
think. Yeah, I mean, he... I he was competitive in IndyCar, and now he's kind of worked his way over to sports cars. And I mean, he has seven F1 wins. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't... He wasn't bad. He's got. I think he's got maybe one championship in Indy or cart, which cart, was which yeah. was cooler. Anyway, so he went from. Did he go from cart to F one? Yes. Yeah, I mean, cart was basically F one USA. Yeah, cart. I mean, not really, because cart was like worldwide. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was more of an American spec because he's who Bo Brandenburg was based off of. That's weird because bro, ben, if he's bro, German, <laughs> bro, Brandenburg was German. Dude, I think we need to make a shot for shot remake of Driven. I'm, I love Driven, but to me, and this is not, this is not a shot at any car guys either. They were so much cooler back then. Like, cart, cart was the most the, badass thing ever. If I could go to any time and race professionally in anything, it would be. 1997 to nine or maybe 2002 ish cart right before this right before they came right back before together. they came back together because those cars <laughs> so sounded goofy. sick yeah they had so much horsepower and they were just awesome they raced at cool racetracks they were worldwide if y'all don't know like if, if y'all are listening like haven't like looked up like late 90s cart races do it do it because they're sick I can watch them all day yeah you need to do a Jimmy Bly throwback. I would. People hate on Driven. I love Driven. Are you more of a Joe Tanto guy or are you uh Oh yeah. I love Joe Dude, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> do the old coin coin bid. Not with Such the front a- tire, mind you. Any fool can do that. <laughs> Damn. Another reminder, if you haven't seen Driven, watch that too. It's a classic Early it's a cult classic. It's a cult it's a classic. Classic early two thousand one movie. I could get into it on driven, but I'm not. Maybe I will. Yeah, let's do it. Have we done it before? Have we got into it? I don't know. I don't remember. I've gotten into it with other people about it. Everything people talk shit on driven about is wrong in other racing movies. Four vs Ferrari. People love it. Wrong track. We have talked about this, so I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I mean Ford vs Ferrari. Wrong track. Days of Thunder. Countlessly in the wrong track. Yeah, shifting. They sh- I think they shift. Yeah. Mid lap. Yeah, in a NASCAR. Okay, it's just a Tom Cruise versus Sylvester Stallone. Um, did you see Brad Pitt is going to be driving an F1 car? I did see that. What is That's up with be that? Wild. I don't, I don't think it's truly an F1 car. No, it's. I think it's an F2 car. It's made to look like an F1 car. Probably, but it's still fast as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. How does Brad Pitt get into this situation? So, the funny thing is Brad Pitt got a FIA license before um, Colton Herta. Yeah, that's. I think I saw a tweet about that. Like, yeah. Colton Herta was like, so does he... <laughs> how many super license points does he have? Zero. Uh, but, yeah, I don't understand. Dude, just more people. It's the media. It's the big multi-million, multimedia people riding that F1 train. Netflix show, now all of a sudden F1's popular, and now we're going to make a movie about it. Yeah, they were talking about adding a fourth F1 race in America. Are you serious? No, dead serious. Where? Uh, they're looking at Chicago, if the Chicago street course works for NASCAR. They wouldn't race on that track. It would be awful. They have, I mean, it, they're, all it's the race. So let's be honest. All the races for F1 are awful. Yeah. There's not a good one. I mean, the only thing exciting happens is Max Verstappen passes everybody. I think the street circuits are garbage. In F one, no, it's just so. I mean, they can't pass on a like, built 
racetrack, like a real racetrack. Monaco to watch every single year. You watch Monaco and you're like, this is great, but you're really just watching 20 drivers parade lap around for 50. 50 exactly. Laps. Like it's not because there's no, the cars are so wide and the streets are so narrow that there's no passing. The only passing that happens is if you undercut somebody or overcut somebody yeah. in pit lane. Yeah. I mean, it's just like why, I mean, there's aspects about it, I guess, the strategy aspect, whatever. The only time F1 to me gets interesting is when it rains. Yeah. Because then it's like the real driver comes out. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, here we go with the F1 beef. I, I just feel like it's huge. Like, everybody's been talking about it. There's been so many, like, people talk about the green flag passes in Kansas. F1 doesn't have that. Can't can't compete with that. Like, just who, like, why are you throwing shots? Like, who cares? They got a Netflix show and did much better than us on that front, and they're popular right now. Don't blame them for it. Just they're just trying to capitalize. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Like I'm really excited though to see the Las Vegas race. That's gonna be kind of cool. Like just to see how it all works out. I'm probably I probably I probably won't watch it. I think it's gonna be like a Sunday night. What are the What is F1 even broadcasted on? ESPN. Oh, uh, commercial free. Oh wow, that's nice. Sponsored by Mother's Car Wax. Huh. No free ads. That's crazy. But nah, I probably probably won't watch it. But there's just been so much beef and I don't understand. And then like you have the other you have the F one fans on Twitter coming in like they're just rednecks who turn left. They all they want to watch is the crashes. Like that's the only thing that is the only thing exciting in an F one race is the crashes. Yeah. I think the most exciting race this week and that's gonna happen is gonna be IMSA at Laguna Seca. Really? See, I'm I'm not a huge sports car watcher. See, but you've never been immersed in it. Exactly. I mean, I wasn't a huge NASCAR watcher until I got into it. Like, now I watch like all the time. When I worked for a team that had a names team, and I had to go, the first one I was very reluctant to go, but once I went, I was. And you saw the food options they got. IMSA catering is legit. They had imagine. couscous. And That's why they call it wine and cheese racing. Yeah, I'm all for it. I had someone tell me that, you know, sports car racing is wine and cheese racing. And they were talking about quarter midgets, and they were like, or no, the, maybe it's road course. Oh, they were like, that's the fruit roll-up and Capri Sun racing. Like, that's the <laughs> that's the, the wine and cheese racing for kids. But Yeah, quarter midgets are just ridiculous. I don't understand how quarter midget racing translates to anything else because... I've stood there and watched some. Quarter but there's midget. some good kids that come out of quarter midgets. Right, but I've stayed. I've stood there and watched a quarter midget race, and it just looks like a bunch of rental go karts, nose to tail. And then when someone wants to pass, they bump the kid out of the way, they get to the lead, and then the next person bumps them. And it's like I've never. I mean, I've watched a few. I've watched the ones at Daytona, and my buddy of mine, his kid races quarter midgets, and I've kind of watched. Whenever we're like, because they had a quarter midget race at Kansas. Right. I'm pretty sure he was even at that one. Shout out Case James. But, uh, yeah. But, like, I'm just sitting, it doesn't. But like I said, there's good kids coming right, out of quarter midgets. Look at, looking at it for me, I'm like. I mean, me too. This I don't does, understand where I don't it comes know from. how this translates to. Cause there are some, I think it's just the speed and being around different. I mean, because yeah. it is like relative to how big the track is and like how fast they're making laps around there. That kind of would give you a good sensation, a but good I feel, feel like for being around other people. That's all set up. That's all set up in all tires. Just like yeah, but race. I mean that that doesn't change what the kids learning inside the car, right? Go fast, turn left. 
bump the kid out of the way. I mean, yeah, but like I said, you're you're. What's wild to me is that there are some kids that go from quarter midgets to like limited late models. That is crazy, but I mean, that's crazy for him to go from a bandolero to a limited late model too, or right. a go kart to a late model. Like, which what, happens. what do you think the natural progression should be? Like, start at quarter midget, get to cup car. So I think quarter midget, bandolero, go kart, same tier, right? Do you think quarter midgets on the same level as a bandolero is the same as a dirt cart? Dirt cart, road course cart, whatever. Are we talk dirt cart? Are we talking like a, a beginner box stock? With yes, like beginner lane? box stock, something like that, or or maybe a dirt flat cart, something like that, and then road course kid carts, cadet carts, whatever. Then I think a next logical step would be outlaw cart, micro, junior sprint. Or you want them to go from a quarter midget to a 600 micro? Yeah. A restricted micro. Maybe a restricted. With a wing. Yeah, sure. Sure. Legends car. Uh, road course or oval? Oval. Oval road course, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever you, whatever could, you want to do. You think do. you could run the same Legends car? Or a street, like a street stock. Like if you Because like, the problem with like Legends cars and micros and that kind of stuff is they are so expensive. Put them in, put it like, I mean, you could put a little kid in a street stock. He gets some car feel like it's I, I'm not huge. I'm not really opposed to that. I think that's and that's like a lost thing. Like no kids are running street stocks. What about a Hornet? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe run that for a little bit. I mean, I just feel like people really put those out and don't think about those options when they're bringing a kid up. It's like, OK, if we're going full size car racing, we're going with a 600 horsepower, super late model. It's a hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna hit all the big shows. We're gonna hit All America four hundred. Yeah, like Rattler two fifty. That's crazy to me. We're gonna do the whole. But I mean, I can't say anything. I ran when I moved to late models. I ran two races at Central Texas Speedway, Central Texas Speedway, and went straight to the flake <laughs> in a pro late. So I mean, the, and the same thing when I ran a micro. I ran two micro races and then went to a shootout, which I don't know why. But I mean, it's just how it ends up being. But I feel like I'd want to stay under the radar for as long as I can until you get good and then just show up like, oh, who the hell is this kid who's like all yeah, good? a la Eric Jones at the Snowball. Yeah. That's how he got I mean, that's the same thing, like the same deal with like when like Ross ran for JD forever, no one knew who he was, then bam, he gets into good cards. Like, well, this, who's this? So yeah. I think people really sleep on staying under the radar because if you go and suck at all these big shows, people think, oh, this kid just sucks. All right, so give me just like the the step-by-step one car. Okay. If I was going to, so let's say I, I had a kid and I yeah. wanted him to race. Oh, and I BJ, wanted, Bailey, Bailey Jr. If I wanted, if I had a kid and I wanted him to race, I think I would start in a road course go-kart. That's what I started with, and I think I'd start with that because that teaches you a lot of things. The stuff's happening fast in those things, right? And it teaches you how to race hard but not run someone over because so it's open wheel. Good. I think it teaches you good race craft. I really do. And then I would say, to, for me, I want to hit all the all all the boxes. I want to I want to race road course. I want to race dirt. And I want to race asphalt oval. And then from there, he could figure out what he wants to do. Progression. Exactly. So I think I would do road course go karts to start, and then maybe take him to Millbridge and run some stuff out there, and then Bandolero or Legends Car probably next summer heat, summer shootout. But I think. Something along those lines, run that for a little bit, then maybe get a maybe get a limited, like 13, 14. Which now I'm just right back. I'm, I'm doing the same thing that everybody else does, but I feel like if you stay in a Legends card too long, it can teach you some bad habits or something like that. 
But get it, maybe run a few races here and there, and then go race. And then, and then, like at his the end of his deal, like if he wants to do asphalt or dirt, when you're when you're awaiting that time to go to like the next level, you run like midgets and midgets on the dirt side or super late models on this side. Or I agree. Here's mine: road course go karts. You go up then to like a restricted micro on dirt. Then you either go like the Toyota midget route. No. Um, <laughs> what's the series called? Well, the whatever's comparable to um, MX-5 Cup. Oh, the AE86 deal? Yeah. That's they, expensive as hell to do that. It's 100 grand. Yeah, I'm not spending yeah. that much on my kid when he's that young. <laughs> if I don't even know if he's good yet. But something along those lines, a beginner style road course deal. Mm-hmm. Then you come back to like a legends car. You would do that. You put him in a full size car, then take him back out of a full size car. A full size car on road, and then maybe let's do them both at the same time. Maybe let's yeah. run the AE86 deal, and then we'll run a legends cars on Tuesdays, the summer shootout. And then a yeah. full blown micro on Wednesdays. Then you're just yeah. blowing money. I mean, it's, shout out to all the racer dads out there, racer yeah. families out there. Because I mean, you're gonna let me finish my. I'm just it's coming to my head, and I keep talking. Sorry. So from there, then you can either go more of the formula route, single seater route, if that's what you choose. If you want to dive deeper into asphalt, then you go to like a prolate. Yep. Or you go single-seater Skip Barber School, which is like an F3 car yeah. equivalent. I got a question. When you say prolate, around here? Yeah. Or Florida? I mean, probably cherry-picking, right? You're going to run Cars Tour. The Cars Tour prolate deal? Yeah. Because that's And then, that's maybe, then, then maybe go down there for like the bigger races. Right. Okay. And then you're going to run MX-5 Cup. The whole season. Uh, then you choose, you know, if you want to go single-seater formula stuff. You would do MX-5 and not a TA2 type of deal? TA2 is just so expensive. Yeah. I mean, I think the Skip Barber stuff is a little bit more I think economically friendly. But I also think the other thing you do is you have to, from the get-go, make sure this kid does social media. Because oh, yeah. that's one thing I didn't do when I was a kid that I wish I did. Yeah. Definitely. But then from there, you either try to progress up to Indie Lights. But if you fall on the wayside there and you don't really want to do that, then you go more sports car route. Sports car or maybe like... Like a Grand Sport ride or a TLX ride, which is Michelin Pilot, mm-hmm. which is like Civics and stuff like that. Kind of get your feet wet on multi-class racing. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> you love this one. Go from prolate straight to ARCA. Main ARCA. You wouldn't do supers? No. Too expensive? For super money, I could go run a national touring series that, yeah, gets, exactly. that gets national broadcast. And you're going to pay relatively the same amount if you're paying out of pocket. Yeah, but that's not the good stuff. That's not the good stuff. Right. That's but, why you got to tell them on the social media early so you can get the funding to go do it right. later. But, like, if I'm doing that, like... It's National Series racing. It's got National Series coverage. 
is the quality of competition going to be there? If you're racing in the top seven, yeah. But then that gets you big car oval experience, and then you can piece together a shitbox truck. You can go run for the like Rayman Brothers or something to get your feet wet to see if you still want to do it. The only thing that sucks about doing that, and this is someone who has experienced this, when you go and do that and you like just throw them straight in, it's like it kind of it's kind of a confidence killer. <laughs> so like, I think I would do the opposite. I think I'd go race supers and not do ARCA and go straight to trucks from supers. But then you set yourself up for almost the same deal, right? You, but I mean, I guess here's, you were killing it. Here's in supers. the here's the here's the difference, I guess. You're going to run Supers in hopes that Toyota, Chevrolet, you can get somewhere with that. Hopefully, you're already there. Hopefully, you're already part of the program. That's the thing that I think is important about dirt and stuff like doing stuff like that is the only Toyota's big into I was going to say, the only manufacturer that really cares about grassroots racing and bringing up prospects is Toyota. Chevrolet's been getting into it more with the pro-late stuff. Right, but if you're running dirt, Chevrolet does not give a shit. And if you're honestly, if you're, if you're not their guy already in asphalt, they right. probably don't care. Ford is, they don't, they'll, they'll just wait till one of the Toyota guys gets stuck in the pipeline. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. And then they just pick them up. <laughs> That's but, been Ford's play for five, six, seven, ten yeah. years now. But I think the biggest thing that, I mean, I've even seen it with these kids coming up, like that William Sawalich kid and uh, Connor Zillish. Yeah, I've been noticing they do a lot more road racing as opposed to yeah. just running strictly ovals, and that's it. And, and I uh, think that's good. I think it's a good thing. Tony's running the eight. It's the GR Cup. Mm-hmm. Tony's running GR Cup. Uh, Isabella Robusto's running GR Cup. Like those are. Some I think of, it's good to be well rounded. And I think Toyota wants that for their drivers. Yeah, to be well rounded because then you can adapt. I mean, if you're racing in a specific series and you're struggling with this, then you have experience so but then again you gotta have a fat wall to do all this stuff correct and that's that's the big difference maker i mean that's like if we could have afforded for me to go do all that stuff maybe i would have but we couldn't we could run around texas and late models and maybe go run some stuff around florida and that's what we did and i still got here somehow right more just knowing the right people but if i had if i had a kid and i was like I want to make this kid the best race car driver I can make him if he wants to not forcing him, but if he wants to be the best race car driver he can be, I think that's the pipeline I would take versatility. But then again, it's almost like you almost think like, okay, if you have experience running ovals your whole life, you know, everything about it, you know, your, your oval race craft is far and above what others might be. Right. And we don't know where the racing world is going to be in 10 years. Exactly. This could all... 10 years. Tomorrow. Yeah. But... So let us know. What would your pipeline be to the top? Yeah. The thing is, is the, the road course stuff's hard once you get out of go-karts, in my once opinion. Once you get out of go-karts, there's so many avenues you can yeah. go. Whereas with o- circle track, oval track racing, there's really... I would just say, I mean, if I... If once the kid got old enough, I think TA2, which... Kind of expensive, but don't run all the races. Run a handful. Run a handful here. Run a handful here. I think you don't worry about racing for 
Cars Tour Championship. Whatever. You run the races you want to run, you go win those races, and that's that's more than anything. I, that's what I've always felt growing up, and I've won a championship here or there, but like I've always felt like I don't care about that. I want to win the race that I'm at. That's more important to me. You've never had the big picture because you've never really cared it, about It's just hard. To, it's, I mean, if you win races, you'll win a championship. So if yeah. you just focus on that race and don't really worry about the points or anything like that, you only worry about the points when something goes wrong. Right. Because then you're like, okay, we got to get back out there for points. But until that point, you're worried about winning the race. Or if you're in a, a car that's not capable of winning, yeah, you're like focusing said, on other stuff. Like I said, yeah, stop the bleeding. Like, don't kill yeah. it. Just get what you can get. And But if you get really good on the road racing side, it's a little different because with multi-class racing comes multiple drivers in the same car. So you could be really good. Mm-hmm. And a bridge guy comes along and says, hey, you're really good. I'll pay you to race with me. Yeah, and that gets you starting to get paid driving. And then you're a paid driver. Yeah. which. But then, then it comes to this weird thing. is like you want to be the best silver driver you can be. You don't want to be a gold. You want to be the best I'm silver. I'm confused about that. Yeah. I've always heard that. What is, explain that silver gold thing. So you're ranked all AM drivers are bronze. So all of your pay drivers are bronze. Your gentleman drivers. Your gentleman drivers are bronze. Your young, good drivers who haven't raced a lot are silvers because they're not they're not paying. They're not they're not a rookie by any means. They're not a am driver. They're a pro driver. But they're they just they're not have, a superstar. They're not right. they haven't been there and done that. Gold drivers have accrued a lot of FIA points. It's a, a whole point structure, but then it, it's a point structure. But then it's also a judgment call. I have worked with a driver who won Le Mans and won uh, twenty four hours Daytona and stuff. He was a platinum driver, which means like that's the tippy top. Like he's a factory driver. That's platinum. He actually lost out on getting five to ten different rides because he's overqualified for the ride. So he had to write into FIA, which controls the whole structure. Controls everything outside of NASCAR, pretty much. Outside in the oval. He basically had to tell them, like, I have technically not really raced in three or four years. Can you drop me down to a gold? Well, they dropped him down to a gold, and then the next, literal next weekend, he went out in a Grand Sport car and won the race. So, I mean, it's it's a weird dynamic. It's like, you want to have... A very good silver. But why Yeah, why would you... So what's wrong with the gold? So it's just a classification structure. So like the, some of the Pro-Am classes, it's a silver bronze deal. So not... you can't, A gold guy can't do it. So it's like you can either have a gold and a bronze or you can have two silvers. Right? So it's their way of... Evening out the field. It's their way of, you know, cup guys can only run five races in a lower series. Something like that. Okay. Whereas, like, GTP in IMSA is all gold or platinum drivers. Right. Uh, LMP2 is one bronze and then, like, a silver and a gold or it all depends, right? It's It's all about the points. Yeah, it's a point structure deal. Huh. That's And then GT... D pro is all pro driver. So that's all golds. And then GTD. So what is a NASCAR driver? If they go do it, like, let's, let's say, let's say I wanted to go run 
Most 20. would be considered gold drivers. Say so if I went and was like some if some Chevy IMSA team's like, hey, we need you to we want you to run a part of it. I think you specifically would probably be a bronze or a silver. Don't I'm gonna say silver. Okay. Just for my confidence. So to my knowledge, I think Austin Dillon when he ran the twenty four, mm-hmm. I think he was a goal considered a gold driver. I mean you yeah. this is stuff all stuff you can see online. Yes, I don't really understand. It, it's all by the FIA license points thing, right? Yeah. Which is totally screwed up, by the way, in my opinion. Like, the if it feels like the FIA is really pushing for you to go to the F3, F2, F1. Uh, what is that pipeline in order to right. get to F1 or get a super license? That was the whole deal with Colton Herta. Is like he was like two or three super license points away from being having a super license. F FIA points from super license. Right. What did I say? Super license points. Oh FIA points for a super license. Oh uh, let's see. I'm gonna look up Austin Dillon's just because I'm curious now. So give me it's a just, second. It's that stuff's interesting to me because I feel like Colton Hurt is over like he could he could easily go run F one if he wanted to. Right. In my opinion. Because I think a Indy car is harder to drive. Well, good news. Uh, he doesn't come up on the registry, so. Okay. Oh, hold on. I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, I think Austin Sindrick. He's got to be a gold. He's Austin Sindrick is a gold, and Austin Dillon is a gold. Yeah. Because they are, because I think, it's like a, obviously it's a point thing. So if you win a, a cup race, it's like three points. Yeah, if you three win, or four points. Yeah. <laughs> So, pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it is. I've never thought about that. I don't know how we got there from how we bring our kids up racing. Well, rich people. Yeah, I think uh, buy them a football. That's what you do. You know, buy them a set of golf clubs. Buy them yeah. a set of golf clubs or buy them a ba- uh, basketball. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I as a As a racer, if my kid wants to race, he'll race. I don't care. I'll tell my kid no. Yeah. <laughs> that means a lot more work for me. Yeah, well. Gotta gotta do it. If Pat wanted to race, I'd let him. Pat Pat. I don't know where he went. He's yeah. right here somewhere. No, he's right in front of us. Sprawled out in front of the pod table. But that dude took the biggest dump. He also oh, if I mean y'all don't know that we started the podcast late, but we started the podcast late because I left Pat at home while I was at work today. I get back. Uh, Matt actually walked the dog. I had to come in here and do something. What'd you have to do? I'm not going to say, but I didn't go in the living room. He had to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's get this podcast started. And uh, I look to my right. The couch is covered in throw up. I don't know what the dude ate, but it was bad. Matt helped me clean it. Thank you. This dude has the weakest stomach. It's just, I can't do throw up, dude. He's I like, cannot do throw up. Oh my up. god, I can't do throw up. <laughs> just, just I can't. I don't care about anything else. Throw up kills me. I can't. If someone throws up in front of me, I'm probably yakking. So also give us your best couch recommendations. Yeah, because I, I guess I'm, he's I'm, gonna start this one on fire. Yeah, I might might throw this one off the balcony. But uh, 
Yeah, that'll pretty much do it. Anything else going on exciting? Um, no, tomorrow's going to be a really long day. It is going to be a long day. It's going to suck. I still got to do laundry, and I got to switch my backpack over because I got a brand new Nice Motorsports backpack from Fort Worth Screen Printing. Yeah, John. Those are some really nice backpacks. It is nice, isn't it, dude? Matt's checking it out right now. It's a good-looking backpack. Yeah, I mean, we, John. Waterproof. John does stuff for us, too. So It's good. Let me get some ideas for next year. I'm glad he's. No, do not copy our backpacks. I'm not copying them. Did you not hear me? So I'm going to get some ideas. Yeah, well, here's an idea. What? Don't copy our backpacks. Oh, 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 oh. That's some really quality stuff. Forward screen printing does very good quality they work. They do. They do. Great. And you should use Worldwide Express to ship it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm ready for Charlotte, dude. That's gonna, that's my No free ads though. That's my That's not really for not for me. I mean, the Here, you want, me to, my truck. you want me to positively spin this from last week? To our hundreds of millions of thousands of followers. Yes. There you go. And I like that a lot better. It makes me puts a smile on my face. Find us some sponsors. I don't even mind I don't even mind the uh sarcasm in that. I'll take it. Hey, I I even changed my shirt. Yeah. Well you always do whenever we film. Yeah. Because I'm normally wearing work attire. And uh so I talked to my buddy who does edit the videos and he's been working on TikTok clips for us. And and he's going to make them like the ones you see on TikTok. I asked him, I was like, so we're going to put like Family Guy, or not Family like the <laughs> the game clips underneath? Yes. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, no, not yet. We're still working on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, best <laughs> one one I, the best one I saw, it was like something was happening on the top screen, and that was the video I was supposed to be watching. But it was a throwback uh, highlight package of AK-47, Andre Karolenko, who used to play for the... Uh, Utah Jazz. And I was more interested in watching that than the actual video. Wait, they put that up there? I've never seen sports highlights. Yeah, it was. There was that some, seems way more compelling. <laughs> than, like, like the sports or the, the video was happening up top. And then below that was the AK, AK-47 Andre Karolenko stuff. Mine's always the sword that spins. <laughs> Cuts through stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I get yeah. that one whenever I'm watching Family Guy clips or whatever. I usually get the five-minute craft videos on the bottom. I get some of those, too. Or the one where the guys are like the <laughs> the teeth one. <laughs> Have you seen that one where, like, it, like, goes around and it collects teeth and you got to dodge the soda and then, like, hit the toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game. I, I have not seen that one. I've been getting those. And uh, I always get – it's always a game underneath, and I feel like I've been getting – a zillion young Sheldon clips or suits. Have you ever noticed that when you're scrolling TikTok, there's like a movie of the week? Yeah. Like it was like draft, draft day. day. Yeah. And then I don't remember what the next one was. It was. Um, but also, if you watch a clip, if you watch a couple clips all the way through, holy yeah. cow, I got to like, there was a point where every time I'd scroll, it was a South Park clip with some game underneath it. Every single, or every other one, let's say. The algorithms go wild. It's too much. Like, let's back it down, TikTok. It's yeah. ridiculous. How are you going to find anything, like, funny? That's the thing that sucks. Like, my TikTok used to be way funnier. Right. Now it's so niche. Yeah, it's like if you watch one thing too many times. Like, it's like right now. I have Suits clips uh, and Young Sheldon clips, which is kind of funny. I never liked that show. So I never. I thought about watching it now because it's on TikTok. TikTok. 
But my buddy who edits the clips is also like, yeah, like companies will pay to be on there, pay yeah. to do those. And it's happened to me. I've watched like three movies in the past week that I've seen clips on TikTok from. It's not good. It's not okay. I don't. I don't like what TikTok's doing. I might delete it. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, or at least just make it where I just post stuff. And Man, I am looking at the beginning of my drive down. To you want to go for two? You want to go for two hours? And it looks awful. Let me go get a bite to eat on the way home. Oh, we should go to that place over there. Let's pause. Warriors. Let's pause this. Go get some. Dog, I'm not pause. No, we can't pause this. Lane Tree Live night. So what are you saying? Are they not open? That's why the traffic's gonna be bad. No, Lane Tree. No, Live. I'm talking. 77 Uh-oh. down through Huntersville. Well, I guarantee if you walk outside right now, there's going to be like 200 people. So? I don't want to walk to Warriors in my work clothes like this. I'm not going to Lane Tree Live in my work clothes. Even though, so, speaking well, of concerts. We'll, we'll end this, then go change, and then we'll go get some food. Speaking of concerts, I got guilt-tripped hard about not going to a Cody Jinx concert tonight with the rest of the 41 team. I mean, it's just not my deal. I'm that not shit's really, for the birds, man. I, 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 I kind of what I was saying. Like, I don't even know. Like, like I like rap music, and I don't even know if I go to a rap concert. Maybe I go to a Pooh Shiesty concert or something. <laughs> but like, I'm and especially. I mean, and I like some country music too. But I just don't think I'd enjoy a country I'm concert. A con- I'm, I'm not just. I'm, I'm not a concert person. I mean, I was. I, festivals, I like festivals are fun. Festivals are nice because there's a multitude of there's artists. Outs- you yeah, different artists. You're outside. But, like, concerts and concert venues are, like... It's just, like, eh, it's there. Like, everyone around here loved going... Was it Coyote Joe's? Yeah, it was down in Charlotte. Everyone loves going to that place. And I don't see the appeal. Yeah, I just... I just don't like standing in a building, like, shoulder to shoulder. Nuts to butts. Just watching someone. Yeah. It's not my deal. I mean, hell... Most people these days, I don't even have to go to the concert. They'll just put it all on TikTok, or not TikTok, uh, Snapchat for me. I hate those people. I hate those people so much. I do, too. Like, no one, like, post a picture, maybe. Or maybe, Qual- like, a- quality over quantity on the Snapchat right. when you're at a concert. Like, five real. seconds. Five seconds, maybe, if you get a good picture, post that. Yeah, that's about it. But don't hold your phone up for five minutes. Just filming the stage and then hit story. Because <laughs> no one is thanking you for that. No. Not a soul. And I still watch people's stories. I, I don't. I'm one of the only few people I do I watch that. like four and then I swipe out. Are you an Instagram story guy? I watch like maybe ten and then I'm swiping out. Hmm. But. I, don't know. I mean, I post on my Instagram stories sometimes, but. So when you drive, are you going to be more active on social media? Yeah, dude, I've been sucking lately. It's, I guess I will because they don't have content. That was the thing, like, the thing that sucks with my Instagram right now. I don't do much. I go to the shop and work, and then I go to the track and work, and then I want to chill for the rest of the time. Most of the time. I mean, if I if my friends or something are going out, I might go out. But I'm not going to post a picture because I went out at Kilted Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, because you walked 20 feet. Exactly. Like It's not like oh, a big so thing. Are we doxing uh, even, where you live? Even if I went to... Like, Boatyard or Saeed's, heaven forbid. But I'm not going to post a picture from going out like that. Like, who cares? No. no, like, how do I say this? Especially for you, no one cares. But a nobody like me, equally, no one cares. Probably even more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, 
I mean, I, people always say like, oh, people do care because you're a race car driver and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> and which maybe that's selfish of me, but I mean, I, it's, I, I do the same thing all the time. And I feel like, oh, it almost feels like more of a burden. It's like clocking into work. Yeah, it is. And you have to be consistent with it, too. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to generate real traction. Is if That's the thing consistent. that sucks, dude. And I've been I, trying to be better. I am on a posting thing of once a day, whether it's a picture or video. On Instagram or across, Twitter? Really? Across all forms of social media. And on Instagram, like a post? Yeah. What's how you going to post? I just... Some stuff, I just film a bunch of stuff on the weekend and post it sporadically through the week. Sometimes it's stuff in the shop, like... We have a driver coming in for a truck next week, so I'll probably shoot some stuff with him. You know. That makes sense. I get that. Just trying Wilkesboro. to Wilkesboro. I mean, we're not there yet. It's gonna but be it's coming. It's gonna be chaos and it's gonna be awful traffic wise. You are a dippy downer. Traffic wise is gonna I was on a call today. Oh my god, the traffic at this they track we haven't raced at in twenty years. Oh my god. Everybody's been asking for us to go back, but the traffic's gonna suck. So the interesting thing about North Wilkesboro is NASCAR only owns thirty percent of the land around it. So all the rest of the parking and stuff is owned by like house owners. Yeah, but the same thing with Martinsville. And they're charging a hundred dollars. To park. Hey, get it. Get it while you can, brother. There's a lumber company that's, I think, doing a shuttle. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's where <laughs> the truck DO lot is. What? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> sick, though. I kind of like that. I kind of like how it's just like almost like a carnival. <laughs> like, so they only had enough room in the DO lot for cup. Because so, normally when you go to the track, there's like... Two DO lots, right? There's one for cup, and then there's one that's overflow, which could be a cup guy, but it's mainly Xfinity. Sometimes trucks. I think, like, Crafton has a a, a, yeah. a bus or something. I mean, I might get a Winnebago if I'm a big-time, full-time truck guy. I'd get a nice Winnebago. Like a 76 Winnebago? Or? I don't know what it'd be. A, a mini Winnie? You ever seen those? I saw a Winnebago get uh, converted into a ramp truck. That's nice. Yeah. Anyway, so at North Wilkesboro, there's only at the track, there's only truck or uh, cup driver owner lot. Uh, so the truck guys found a lumber yard a quarter mile down the road, and there's like five or six because they're kind of doing some hospitality stuff because there's not. Well, I guess track. I would say, why do you why do you need a they're, motor coach at Wilkesboro? They're clearing out like the yard. <laughs> <laughs> It's this all is the first year back, people. Let's give them. Let's give them a chance. There's, it's lighted okay. or lit. It's lighted, and they hired full twenty four hour security. Let's go. Shout out to the lumber yard, dude. I honestly like. I forget. I, I for the last month or so, I'd like forget that it's like coming up because yeah. they've still been working on it. Like it's like oh, they're working on it until it's like down to the wire un- until like Tuesday. Until they start racing? Yeah, they could still probably be working on it when they're racing. But what else? But it looks great. The the thing that's going to really suck, though, you crash out in the first five, ten laps. Stuck? You're stuck. Same thing at Richmond, though. 
Richmond, there's a tunnel. You can get out. Oh, yeah, for you PR folk who just leave with the truck crashed. I mean, I'm just saying, they're like, you can get out. IRP, you can you can get out. Really? There's a tunnel? Yeah, off of turn four. I did not know that. Yeah. It goes up to the grandstands and you got to go. It's fine. <laughs> but if you once you're in there, you're in there. Like, we have some guests coming and we had to double, triple, quadruple tell them. If you come to the infield for the race, you are staying for the entirety of the race. Damn. Like, they're not going to stop the race to let you out. Not even on a red flag. They're not going to open the gate. No. Probably not. Spotter might get across. That's it. But if I was a spotter, I'd pack my toys up and go home. Because, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of old. Man, it's old school, though. I mean... If you go to Five Flags Speedway, if you go to the infield for the race, you're not getting back out until the race is over. Granted, it's a 50 lapper. Yeah. How many, how many laps are we doing? I think we're doing 200. 200? 250. Should be. I mean, we should be going 300, in my opinion. In truck race? Yeah. No. Truck races need. They need those long races. 200, 250 is tops. No, no, no. We need 300 lappers. We need 400-mile Xfinity races. No, we do not. Three fifties at least. No. Why? They're for a crown jewel? For a crown jewel big event? Yeah, you guys In my mind, the Coke six hundred weekend at Charlotte, it should be 300, 400, 600. <laughs> Jesus. That's a lot of racing. That's so much racing. <laughs> and the Arca race should be two fifty. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I was looking. The Arca East race this week. Has 15 cars showing up. That's average. Five of which are probably, six of which are probably starting parks. Where are they racing? Um, fairgrounds. That sucks for fairgrounds. So, like, me and my buddies have been talking for, like, weeks now of getting a, an ARCA car together. You don't want to do that. And being like, dude, we can consistently give you a top 10 car. Who would want to do that? I don't know. Somebody. With you hooligans. Somebody, we're going to rent a U-Haul. See, no, no one wants to do that. No one will want to do that. I don't think someone, you understand. Someone at Kansas did that, okay? Yeah, but no one's going to, like, pay you money to go do that. I mean, the car's going to be nice. It's just everything else is going to. No, it's not. I guarantee you, with you guys working on it, it won't be nice. I found a car out west for you 20, can't, like, 25 you, you might think, like, oh, I'll go buy a, a nice car and it'll stay nice. That is not the case. I found a car. That was quote race ready for twenty five grand. You told me that last week, and I was like, "That's a stupid idea." It was race ready minus seat, gear, and I think drive shaft. You know how much a seat is? A lot, two thousand plus. What about a rear gear? To rent it, I really don't know what a rental is on a rear gear. I'm gonna say a thousand bucks for a weekend. Five hundred bucks. Say a thousand. Five hundred. You get the. Backup of a backup for another team. Yeah, just take one. And then drive shafts aren't cheap either. They get the right length. You can't just say, hey, I need a drive shaft for a old GMS Arca car. Can't do that. It was a KBM car, but yeah. You can't do that either. You can't, it doesn't matter who you're buying it from. You can't. You can't you I'm going to go to the local O'Reilly's. Then and you got to set it up. I need a drive shaft. Then you got to set it up. Then you got to make a pass safety inspection. You really think the Arca East safety inspection is all that? Safety strenuous? inspection should be the only thing they really care about. 
Honestly, yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, that's the biggest thing that any series really cares about is safety. It's, it's got up-to-date fire bottles. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what more do you need? A lot of stuff. Hopes and dreams. Yeah. I think we could do it. Everybody who's like, oh, I'm going to buy a car and go do this, they, have, they they always severely underestimate how much work goes into it. I mean, I think this is probably like a quarter million dollar project. And how much are you going to get back from that, Ron Marco? 100% of it. You, got, you lost your damn mind. <laughs> yeah, but I think the Arca East. Arca East, yeah, Arca East. I mean, I'm not trying to knock <laughs> the guys that run it. I'm just saying, like, you're just not. I think to finish last pays about two grand. Yeah, so it doesn't cover it doesn't cover a single a set, set of tires. A set of tires. Yeah, screw that, dude. How does how do people get away with starting parking? Well, if you're there with a paid car, I guess that's true. If you have a car there that's already that's and like this car only has to make it on the track, like it doesn't have to be an actual race car. Entry fee though, still. You're, you're, probably, still, you're probably breaking even <laughs> to take honestly. this extra car. Yeah, but if you got room in the hauler. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I've heard like NASCAR National Series interest fees are like 2500 bucks. So, I mean, I'd, I'd hope an ARCA one's probably less. So, you make 1000 bucks. <clears throat> maybe. And then you got to pay like maybe two guys to get a thing through tech. 200 bucks a piece. And then the guy who's going to start and park it for you. Yeah, that guy probably doesn't get paid. It's probably the crew chief of one of the other cars. Maybe, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Arca is a weird place, man. Arca is so weird. That's like the pro cup. Like, I remember I had a buddy who worked uh, at a Legends car team that I drove for when I was a kid, and he worked for a pro cup team, too. Doesn't drive race cars. And he'd come back one week and be like, yeah, I start and parked a pro cup car. Doing it again next week. And I'm like, what? I was like, I didn't know you race. He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I start in park. <laughs> I can take off off pit road really good. I have uh, been around a few start and park deals. Uh, I was pitting for Jimmy Means, and he'd sometimes bring two cars to the track. Mm-hmm. And you got to go through the whole rigmarole. Like, yeah, you got to do the whole thing. Lap one, they come down pit road. You put the hood up. You kind of look, touch some wires a little bit. And then you look kind of uh, at the wall, and then you're like, it's broken. You shake your head a little bit, and then you you kind of look over and look at the driver, and they're already like unbuckling. Yeah, <laughs> they're ready just, they're and then you go to the NASCAR there. official, the old we broke. What is it? Transmission. Electrical. <laughs> Electrical. The best one's vibration because yes. because no one can like I don't know what it is. Things vibrate and I'm done. I'm not I'm not riding around in this thing. Overheating. The driver was overheating. Have I ever told you about? I don't know if I told it on here. Like where. Uh, I had a spotter that was a friend of mine. We're like, we're really going to play this up. And he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you it's smoking on the backstretch. Yeah, and then the owner called. Yeah, then then DJ called me. He's like, what's wrong with the engine? I'm like, nothing. We were just saying that on the radio. <laughs> he's like, you're not going to do all that. I'd love to be a spotter. I don't I don't see the oh, enjoyment in it. I'm, I don't, I really don't like it. I I, I feel so uncomfortable the whole time. That I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll spot for you at a short track. I like doing that. Maybe you're like the next Timmy Fidoa. Oh, I mean, nothing against Timmy. I hope not. But now, uh, I just I'm not a huge fan of spotting. It feels uncomfortable. 
feels like it feels like every like you could ruin someone's day if you say the wrong thing or didn't don't get something out fast enough. Oh, we've already seen it this year. And Lord knows I can talk too fast and mispronounce some things. But at the end of the day, it's always in the driver's hands. Not really. If there's a guy who is outside and I say clear and he pulls up, <laughs> that's my fault. The driver's the one holding the steering wheel. Yeah, but if I tell him, like, pull up, and someone on his outside. I mean, I'm not saying that it's ever happened. I'm just saying, like, there's some, I don't know. Anyways, it makes me nervous when I'm up there. If I'm spotting, like I spotted LP at Florence that time, went great. I've spotted plenty of people at short tracks around Texas, went fine. The only short track that I don't like spotting is Snowball Derby or practice. There's so many cars. There's so many cars. There are pro and super late models on the track at the same time. And then if you're in a super on a Q run and it's a pro guy, 20 car lengths up on a 50 lap set of tires, you are going to catch that pro like... Like nothing, like like it's ridiculous how fast you'll catch someone at Pensacola, and it's even worse when you are the fifty lap pro car and there's a super on tires and spotters come down there yelling. I was like, how am I supposed? Like, there's thirty cars on the racetrack, all different, like different classes, different tires. How am I supposed to know? What's the time difference at Five Flags between a pro and a super? Equal tires. Half second? three tenths, two tenths. I mean, it's. You think the best pro could make the Super Show? Oh, yeah. I think a pole on the flake could make the Derby. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they've they've slowed the pro cars down some. But I remember one year, and it's all weather dependent, too. One year we went down there, and the pole on a Super was a 20. I don't remember the second. I think it was 1620. And the pole on the pro was like a 1649. And that probably would have locked him in the show. Which, if you could do that, you'd be money because your tires wouldn't wear out. That's like, there's been so many pro late models that win super late races at like Greenville Pickens. Because they don't kill the tires. Same thing at Hickory. Like, when Pass was around and you'd have like crate cars in with the super cars. Pro or crate cars would win that race. Like the Easter Bunny, they win that one quite a bit. Pass. I think it's that. that's a thing of the past. Uh-huh. You ever seen the past series? I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever a seen weird it. Weird-ass rule book, dude. I think that's why they went away, but... Yeah. Well, I think we've rambled for long enough. This might be our longest pod ever. It's because I got nowhere to be. Mike, you're scared of the traffic? Well, I don't... There's a concert going on outside right now, if you want to go to that. No. Before you leave. I really don't. Me either. Me either, dude. So, uh... Yeah, that's going to do it for Women of Genius this week. Uh, we will see y'all after Darlington. And we'll be getting ready for Wilkesboro. So, appreciate y'all listening. See you Bye. next time.